We meet today in Psalm chapter 46 to 48. Psalm chapter 46 is actually talking about God, our refuge. And also we see there a song of the millennium. Psalm 46 to 48, they form a little cluster of prophetic pictures of the kingdom that is coming to this earth. Psalm 45 presented the coming of the king to establish his kingdom. But that kingdom will be established here on earth, the millennial kingdom. Now, the following three verses set before us that very kingdom. Psalm 46 is inscribed to the chief musician for the sons of Korah, a song of Alamoth. Now, the word Alma is used in Isaiah 7 verse 14, which says, Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and you shall call his name Emmanuel. Evidently, the word Alamoth means with virgins. And in this instance, speaks of maidens' voices. This psalm is one of deliverance, and we will, ref will refer us to another great song of deliverance and victory that was sung when the children of Israel crossed the Red Sea. We are told that they sang the song of Moses, but who led the singing? I don't think Moses was a better song leader. So Miriam, the prophetess, the sister of Moses and Aaron, took a tambourine in her hand and led in the singing. The women went out after her with tambourines and with dances. As Moses and the children of Israel sang, Miriam answered them, Sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider he has thrown into the sea. Exodus 15 Verse 21. So here we tend to hear the virgins singing these songs. The song leader and the soloist on that occasion was Miriam, the sister of Moses. It was the celebration of a great victory. Now, when the future remnant of Israel is delivered from their enemies by the coming of Christ, they will celebrate a great victory. Now, it is important to see this psalm in that proper setting. You see, it belongs after Psalm 45 and with Psalm 47 and 48. Psalm 46 is a wonderful soprano solo, if you like. It is not the blues, but a hallelujah chorus in which we see the sufficiency of God, the security of God, and the supremacy of God. What a wonderful song to sing. It will be a wonderful thing to sing that song even and give it uh, a, a more contemporary tune because the words in this psalm are wonderful. First of all, let us look at the sufficiency of God. Psalm 46 verse 1 to verse 3. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, will not we fear, even though the earth be removed and the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though its waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling. 
Now, this is a very wonderful promise. We are told in the word of God, in Psalm 34, verse 8, O test and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that who trusts in him. Jesus said, if anyone wants to do his will, he shall know concerning the doctrine, whether it is from God or whether I speak on my own authority. John 7, verse 17. You see, my friend, in times of trouble, you can count on God. Christians fail to trust God in times of trouble because they know nothing about his sufficiency. God is sufficient. They have not learned that he is sufficient. We need a God who does not fail us. And God is sufficient in all circumstances and in any circumstance. Though the earth be removed, you see, the remover of the earth would be the most extreme circumstance I can ever think of. Has the earth ever been shaken from under your feet? Have you ever been suspended in space? Most people think they are the only ones who have ever had trouble. Everyone has trouble, but God's people find God sufficient in time of trouble. You see, the most extreme thing has not even happened. But even if that most extreme thing should happen, the word of God says God will still be sufficient. He is our refuge. We turn to him. Actually, Psalm 46 was Martin Luther's favorite psalm when he wrote the great reformation hymn, A Mighty Fortress is Our God. He probably had this in mind. God is our refuge and our strength and a very present help when we are in trouble. Men down through the ages have found this to be true. But this psalm does not only talk of the sufficiency of God. This psalm also speaks of the security of God. Psalm 46, verse 4. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. You see, this river is a reality. It's not just uh, a symbolic river. This river is a reality. It speaks of the supply and the refreshment that God gives even today. And that river is the word of God. There is a river, my friend. It is the word of God. In Psalm 1, we were told that the blessed man was planted by the rivers of water, which is the word of God. Also, the scriptures mention a river that flows out from the house of God in Ezekiel 47. And in the book of Revelation, John saw a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God. Revelation 22 verse 1. So, that river is a reality, the word of God. Psalm 46 verse 5 to verse 7. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her just at the break of dawn. The nations raged. The kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice. The earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah. 
You see, the nations raged, the kingdoms were moved. That is looking back on the convulsions of, of the great tribulation period. At the darkest hour, when the enemy came in like a flood, he uttered a voice and the earth melted. Now the faithful remnant who were delivered, they sing his praises. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. You see, there is security in God. Even though things may go wrong, God is our security. Is he your security, my friend? He is with us. And then there is that little word again, Selah. Almost like, stop, look, think, consider, meditate. Let your mind meditate upon these truths. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her just at the break of dawn. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Think about it. Not only do we talk of the sufficiency of God and the security of God, but also there is the supremacy of God. That is the wonderful news even we see in Psalm 46. Psalm 46 verse 8 and 9. Come, behold the works of the Lord, who has made the desolations of the earth. He makes wars to cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and cuts the spear in two. He bends the chariot in the fire. You see, my friend, the Messiah has come to the earth in judgment. He is the one who makes wars to cease. He breaks the bow, he cuts the spear and bends the chariot in the fire. This picture sets before us the last days on the earth. When the one who is the stone cut out of the mountain without hands, whom Nebuchadnezzar saw in his vision in Daniel 2 verse 45, he will deal an annihilating blow upon the earth. We are told that after the battle of the Armageddon is over, the wreckage of warfare and the dead will be uh, strewn everywhere. The works of God ought to tell men that he is God and the prediction of peace on earth is here a blessed reality. The king has come and has put down all unrighteousness on the earth. So come behold the works of the Lord. Psalm 46 verse 10 and verse 11 say, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah. Now, you see that statement, I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. This is God's purpose for the whole earth, that he will be exalted among the nations. He will be exalted in the earth. Then you have this statement, be still and know that I am God. With the knowledge of this blessed truth, we can become in time of trouble. Again, there was that little word, Sila. Thinking, brooding, and putting our minds over this truth. Think, see, we can be calm in time of trouble. There are storms blowing outside today. We are living in a crude, mean, wicked world. 
tremendous changes are taking place. There are even convulsions in nature today. He tells us to be calm in the time of the storm. Christ, you remember, was in a storm with his disciples and he went to sleep. When they actually woke him from his sleep, he had more trouble not coming the storm, but coming the disciples themselves. Many of us are like those men. We don't know what it is to wait patiently before him. This is a psalm that will be a great blessing in the future, but it is also a comfort and a blessing for all of God's people today. Be still and know that the Lord is in charge. Psalm 47 is our next port of call. Actually, this psalm is a psalm of praise and worship now in the millennium. It is the second of the little cluster of the prophetic pictures of the millennial kingdom, which is established by the Lord Jesus at his second coming. This is a continuation of praise and worship of Christ, who is now king over all the earth. So you read Psalm 47 verse 1 and verse 2. Oh, clap your hands, all you peoples, shout to God with the voice of triumph, for the Lord Most High is awesome. He is a great king over all the earth. My friend, the Lord Most High is awesome. He is a great king over all the earth. You see, Christ is reigning as king over all the earth, and as such, he is praised and worshipped. Before Christ can reign on this earth, he will have to put down all rebellion. He will have to put down self-conceit, arrogance, and the lawlessness of men against God. In Psalm 46, we saw the celebration of his coming in judgment. And now in 47, his kingdom is established and he is reigning on the earth. Psalm 47, verse 3 and verse 4 says, he will subdue the people under us and the nations under our feet. He shall choose our inheritance for us, the excellency of Jacob, whom he, whom he loves, Sila. This is the appropriate time to sing joy to the world. Joy to the world is not really a hymn that speaks of the birth of Christ, but it speaks of his second coming. There is going to be joy on the earth when he comes. You also have this statement, clap your hands, shout to God with the voice of triumph. You see, clapping of hands and shouting to God with the voice of triumph is fitting when God's deliverance is upon his people. What a wonderful day that will be. But even before we get there, we can start to do it. Now, Psalm 47, verse 5 to verse 9 tells us, God is gone up with a shout, the Lord with the sound of a trumpet. Sing praises to God, sing praises, sing praises to our King, sing praises. For God is the King of all the earth, sing praises with understanding. God reigns over the nations, God sits on his holy throne, the princes, of the peoples have gathered together, the people of the God of Abraham, the shields of the earth, belong to God. He is greatly exalted. This is a wonderful psalm. 
You see, God is gone up with a shout, the Lord with the sound of a trumpet. That is, he has ascended amid shouting. And the fact that he ascends means that he made a previous descent. The Lord came to the earth over 2,000 years ago. He was born in Bethlehem, finished his work of salvation on earth, and then he ascended to heaven. Now, I think Psalm 24 refers to that also. But in this Psalm, another ascension is spoken about. When Christ comes to earth the second time, he will establish his kingdom and be going back forth to the new Jerusalem. What a glorious, wonderful prospect this Psalm predicts. Psalm 48 the Messiah's final victory upon the earth. Now, this psalm is the last of the group of the three millennial psalms. It celebrates the final and complete victory of the Messiah. Psalm 48, verse 1 to verse 3. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised in the city of our God in his holy mountain. Beautiful in elevation, the joy of the whole earth is Mount Zion. On the sides of the, the sea of the great king, God is in her palaces. He is known as her refuge. Now, when it says Mount Zion, it means Mount Zion. And when it speaks about the city of God, it is the holy mountain. It refers to Jerusalem. Note that the mention of the sides of the north now, this is an interesting expression. It probably speaks of a way of ascend and descend on this earth. This is a remarkable prophecy in Isaiah. There is a, a remarkable prophecy in Isaiah which mentions Satan in connection with the sides of the north. Isaiah chapter 14, verse 13 to verse 14. For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit upon the mound of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. Now, that speaks of the heart, the boasting, the inclination that was coming to Lucifer, even in his great rebellion. Now, the sides of the north is apparently the root. Satan actually hoped to overthrow God. This now is the conflict, which is the last great battle that will take place on the earth. And now listen to Psalm 48, verse 4 and 5. For behold, the kings assembled, they passed by together. They saw it, and so they marveled. They were troubled. They hastened away. Now I believe verse 7 describes the time after the thousand years of peace when the devil is released for a season. Now when the thousand years have expired, Satan will be released from his prison and will go out to deceive the nations which are in the four corners of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle, whose number is as the sand of the sea. They went up on the breadth of the earth and surrounded the camp of the saints and the beloved city. And fire came down from God out of heaven 
and devoured them. This came from Revelation chapter 20 verse 7 and verse 9. Psalm 48 verse 8 says, As we have heard, so we have seen in the city of the Lord of hosts, in the city of our God, God will establish it forever. Selah. The people have heard and read all about this from their prophets, and now they are seeing the literal accomplishment of it. It is the promised deliverance that down through the centuries, God has assured them he was coming. Finally, that promise is realized. As we have heard, so we have seen. Psalm 48, verse 9 to verse 10. We have thought, O God, on your loving kindness in the midst of your temple. According to your name, O God, so it is your praise to the ends of the earth. Your right hand is full of righteousness. Now, in their millennial temple, they will worship him and meditate upon his loving kindness to them. This psalm concludes, actually, with a great hallelujah chorus. And that hallelujah chorus should be put to music today so we can also sing. Let Mount Zion rejoice. Let the daughters of Judah be glad because of your judgments. Walk about Zion and go all around her. Count her towers. Make well her bulwarks. Consider her palaces that you may tell it to the generations following. For this is God our God forever and ever. He will be our guide even to death. Psalm 48, verse 11 to verse 14. You see here, with a great joy, they will walk about Jerusalem, noticing every part of it, and they will praise God for his guidance and who he has been in their lives. And that will be a wonderful praise we can start even now and join Israel and praise God. Even though we may know that some of them have not accepted that the Messiah has come, we can praise God and be ready for that time. It is a glorious prospect for any child of God. You can have copies of the notes and outlines used for these Living Word for Africa programs so you can follow them as you listen. For your copies, please send a WhatsApp message or SMS to plus two seven seven two six four one four four seven five. Please say which book of the Bible you want them for and be sure to include your name and contact information. I'll repeat that number for you. It's country code two seven followed by 72641-4475. From within South Africa, it's 072-641-4475.